Today we're going to talk about podcasting and what your churches can be using podcasting for. Are you ready? Because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hey heroes, my name is Tom Pounder. I'm the host and this is the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. Podcasting is really a big deal. I mean, obviously you're listening to a podcast right now, assuming you're listening to the audio version, not the the video version of it. But podcasting is really a big deal right now and lots of people are using it to share content and share information and lots of churches are using it. So what can your church or your ministry use podcasting for? I invited my friend Joe Rodasovich to the podcast. He's been on the podcast before, and he's just someone great to talk about. And he actually is doing a new podcast that is targeted towards his local community. And so today we're going to talk about what his podcast is, and then we're going to branch it out and talk a little bit more about what your church or your ministry can use podcasting for, because there's lots of great opportunities for it. What can you use it for, and how can you use it? That's what we're going to talk about in today's podcast. Are you ready? All right. Let's get into it with Joe Radosevich talking podcasting right now. All right, with me right now is my friend Joe Radosevich. Joe, how are you, man? I'm doing well. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Well, we can see each other. This is actually, yeah. we're, we're going to show the video on YouTube, but we'll also do the audio here on the podcast form. And so oh, you okay. have to step up now. Now that, I, you know, now that I'm doing the Church Digital Sidekick podcast, there's actually like, I'm doing video now too. So this is like double buckle now. I have to like do my hair and everything like that. I didn't know this. I would have set up the background. So you see, I just switched the camera because I did not realize we were doing that. So. Okay. Well, okay. You Let's start again. You want to start again? Yeah. Like I've got a shelf up there with stuff like inspired by Jeff Reed. Oh, oh good. Okay. <laughs> All right. You, re- you ready to begin? Yeah, man. Good. All right. With me right now is my friend, Joe Radosevich. Joe, how are you, man? I'm good. It's good to talk with you. Good to see you for those that yeah. are on YouTube. Yeah, man, it's good to see you too. Yeah, that's the thing. With now that I'm the church digital sidekick, I don't just do the audio stuff. People can actually watch us on video. I mean, if they want to see my ugly face and everything like that, they can see us on video. So, uh, yeah, that's cool, man. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you're with me today. How, how awesome. have things been going? Good. We've been in a season of transition. We moved uh, states and homes, and been settling into a new ministry here in Illinois. So. Uh, yeah, it's been a, I feel like we're kind of settling in just a bit. Not like, nothing like, you know, COVID to just start all over again, right? And everything like, but you, you had moved a little bit before COVID, right? Or did you move during COVID? Uh, it was, it kind of started last spring. It was kind of a weird transition. Uh, I know I should say last winter, we, we sold our house last January and I started my new ministry here in mid-June. So we kind of bounced around a little bit, staying with family. So it was nice. kind of this long, a longer move than I had hoped for. Yeah. Well, how do you like Illinois? Oh, we love it. Like right now, the leaves are changing and the weather's cool and it's glorious. Illinois, Illinois Midwest uh, falls are really, really nice. My, uh, my parents lived out in Illinois for a few years and I went out to visit them one Thanksgiving time. And I just remember it being really, really awesome. And I also remember... They don't have this on the East Coast, but they have those, um, what is it, jack-in-the-box uh, restaurants or something like that? I don't I don't know. I know those from Texas. I have not seen those around here. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Well, that, that was always, anywhere you go across the country, 
like you, you always run into different shops that are like like centralized in that particular area so that's the one thing i remembered about uh illinois um the jack-in-the-box but um cool hey uh well let's get, let's get going on this because we want to talk about podcasting but uh, leading into that a little bit i want to talk about what you're doing with podcasting because you've been doing some cool things with podcasting lately so i want you to tell me a little bit about your podcast the one uh, that you're doing with about sermons and how that is helping uh, other ministries yeah so i sat on this idea for a little while just kind of waiting until the situation was right and um and so I had this idea in my mind, but I was like, the, the co-host really needs to be the, the, uh, the right person and the right fit. And so when I moved down here, I became friends with a local pastor and I'm in a very rural situation, you know, for us within 15 miles, there's 42,000 people, but it, we're surrounded by cornfields. So if you include all the towns within 15 miles, then it adds up, but that's still not much compared to a city probably like where you're located you're like there's like 42,000 people within five miles um, or three miles but so there's a number of people in the area and this is a pastor of a church about 18 miles away and so we started a joint podcast that where we take 30 minutes and we disc and we're doing an eight-week season where we discuss what we preach that week so just a really short version of our sermon and then just a discussion kind of just what we would talk about if we were in a coffee shop or if we're riding in the truck together to a meeting or something. And so I'm big on the philosophy of document, don't create. And I was like, we have several goals with the podcast, but it's to give people a behind the scenes look at our sermons because it's work we've already done. It doesn't, it just takes us 30 minutes to sit down and record a conversation around it. And, uh, more people listen to that than listen to the Sunday sermon podcast because it's two sermons, you know, from two different churches, but it's from two friends. We're not trying to teach anybody something. We're just saying, Hey, this is what's going on. So. That's awesome. And so do you like, so you share each other's the, the sermon stuff, and then do you break down like the process you went through to, to come up with the sermon or what do you do with that? Uh, sometimes we do. Um, the uh the biggest thing is like five minutes or less for our sermons we're not like redoing our entire sermon but like hey and so we usually like dive straight into this is what was going on in the text um and this is the point that i was preaching from this and so then we might ask back and forth questions about well how did you do it what did you do with this or how did you apply that or maybe how did you introduce that but we don't we so we we do that and then i usually come to the conversation with a question like the podcast we recorded last night, I was asking, what is a quirk, one of your quirks when you prepare a sermon? And like, who are your preaching influences, specifically a preaching influence and a non-preaching influence? And so Jeremy, the co-host, he uh, he was sharing about how t- Steve Jobs has influenced how he dresses when he preaches. Mm-hmm. That's nothing that would ever fit in a sermon. But if you're wanting a behind the scenes look at at the sermon, then, uh, then that's a great fit for that. So sometimes we dive into how did you develop the sermon, but it's usually some aspect of something that's going on with that. And um, so our, my big goals that I had shared with Jeremy, and he goes, I love it, let's do it, was I, I want people who live in our local area to feel comfortable 
with the pastors in one of these two churches. Because that I'm big on creating a church that's comprehensible to outsiders mm -hmm. and that makes them feel welcome and like, okay, I could see myself going there. And a lot of the time you go to a church website and it's just all formal and it's just like there's a stage and it's just, and this is a conversation between two guys as if they're riding in a truck together uh, where I'm cheering Jeremy on and learning from him and he's cheering me on and learning from me. And so it kind of, it's like, hey, these guys aren't competing like you would think two churches would do. Instead, they're cheering each other on at what they're good at. And so one is to help make our church comprehensible to people in our community. And uh, one of my big goals is to have four times as many visitors in a year as we average on a given Sunday. Um, Unseminary says the goal should be two times that, but my goal is four times that. <laughs> because, um, I've forgotten the guy, you know who I'm talking about. And, yeah, yeah, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he, he's, he said, your goal should be to have two times the number of average in the week visit in a given year and i'm like no let's shoot for four because i really want lost people to hear the gospel so uh in our context we're really focused locally we're not really trying to make a global or you know national podcast but if you live in central illinois especially west central illinois i want you to know and feel comfortable in one of these two churches i actually hope to bring in other pastors from other churches as well to give them the chance to speak into that uh, another goal is obviously to help the people in our church and then ultimately, when you're in a rural situation, raising up leaders is really hard. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to convince somebody to leave somewhere or to leave seminary and go to a rural place where the idea of leading a church of 2000 people is unheard of because you would be, you know, my county has 5000. Right. Like, like, you know, it, this isn't it, you know, they're the, the kinds of stores that are available are just harder to recruit people to come to. And so part of our goal is to go, hey, can our conversation help raise up other leaders who can like devote themselves to like loving Jesus and loving the church and growing the church without like having to go to seminary? So going, hey, can we serve the churches around us and the young leaders who might be considering ministry? So those are kind of our three goals. We're largely focused locally, but we know those local people are online. So reaching them digitally is the way to do that. Well, I, and again, I think this is important again, because I think when people think online, like I'm going to go online, I'm going to do a, a YouTube channel, or I'm going to do a podcast that I'm going to hit all the world. And I, I want to reach everybody all across the world. And listen, that's great if you want to do that, but I love how you're, you're using it as strategic for local and you're using this as a resource and, uh, and you're using medium uh, for a local community. And you're like, Hey, listen, we're looking for our local audience. We're not looking to try to reach the whole world. Uh, and so I think that's really cool that you have that focus uh, and direction there. And I like it again, like how you were saying, it kind of is like, you're trying to reach new people. You're trying to add a benefit to the people who are already coming to your church. And then you're also trying to raise up leaders. And so do you, do you guys talk about like in your podcast, do you guys talk about action steps like that you wanted people to take from your sermon that you were doing just now? Uh, yeah, we, that's usually embedded in the part where we talk about our sermon, where okay. we, you know, where we're explaining that because, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy and I have similar like visions for preaching, but they're, but they're different. And so he can talk about the four people he's targeting, uh, in a sermon. And so he, he might say, Hey, this is how I was doing so-and-so yeah. where, and, uh, I, 
I mean, I believe that a sermon is taking God's word and explaining what's here and then applying it to the hearers that are in the room. And so everything that I do is framed in terms of I'm applying this to the people here. And so our podcast just naturally is like, this is, this is, you know, this is what like the action step from the sermon was. And in 10 minutes, you get two of those. So that's, that's really cool. I, I really like that format. And you say you keep it to about 30 minutes long. Yeah, like today I had to cut a ton of time off the beginning <laughs> and the end to get it to 37 minutes because okay. he and I are friends. And I hope that comes through in the podcast that like he, I, I'm genuinely learning from him mm-hmm. and enjoy having a discussion. And like we're both talking about something that we love, you know, like so sometimes you listen to a podcast where someone is creating a podcast because they want some kind of an outcome. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really big on the philosophy of document with social media and and especially podcasting, document what you're doing, don't create something. And so then I, with, with Jeremy and with other people, I've explained one time I went down a rabbit hole of just watching YouTube videos of people doing something that they're good at. And so seeing one of the greatest uh, mixing engine audio, you know, uh, music mixing engineers go through the aspects of, of, um, mixing, compressing, you know, equalizing Carrie Underwood's voice or, you know, an electric guitar solo in a metal band. And he's spending 30 minutes showing you what dials he turns and what, and I'm like, I don't ever do this, but seeing somebody do something that they love and that they're good at is really cool. And so I went, what if we just had, I would love to hear a preacher I admire have a conversation about what, what I was preparing this week, what I got excited about, what I'm struggling with, what I, you know, you know, right now, what, what I'm working on in my sermon, because every preacher I know is working on something, yep. whether it's hand motions or cadence or, you know, some aspect of that. So I like that behind the scenes look, and this is intended to be a behind the scenes look for people. I love what you just said there. You're you're documenting this through the the podcast and stuff and the social media stuff. Uh, okay, so I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and someone might be thinking, "Where's Tom going with this?" But trust me, we are going somewhere with this because we are talking about podcasting today. Um, so give me a little bit of background. Do you have on just you as a technical person? Are did you have training in this stuff? like in, in recording and all this stuff, obviously you learn stuff, but is your background training in podcasting or audio or video stuff? No. Well, when I was in high school, I kind of had a part-time job. I ran sound for the church, which I was bad at because I didn't have a long enough attention span. And so I'd like miss my cues. Um, mics would be muted and they needed to be turned on. Uh, but I knew how to set up audio equipment yep. from doing weddings, funerals, your uh, church stuff, events, Mm -hmm. concerts. So I knew it from there. And then serving in a small church, it was just kind of like, I knew that the way into the church was going to be online. And so I learned to mix the sermon and do things like noise reduction, um, uh, compressing, mixing, some some of just the basic sermon stuff. And two or three years ago, I was like, I really want to understand podcasting beyond just posting a sermon. Mm-hmm. And so that was when my, my wife and I started our podcast that we will, we've done three seasons, I really two seasons and a mini season where we'll just document something that we're doing. So it was actually during COVID, we actually just spent a year every week documenting our garden. It was like, Hey, what's new in our garden this week. Mm-hmm. And so by the end of the year, we had kind of documented our first year of COVID and our garden every week 
That's and cool. so it gave me the chance to figure out what do we need? What do we not need? What's a good service to use? Yep. Uh, do you need a mic? And if you don't have a mic, what do you do? So, so that's kind of my. Yep. Good. No, this is perfect. This is perfect. You're, this is going good. Okay. So do you need a mic or do you not need a mic? What do you, what do you need for, for equipment? I have a mic. Um, but again, for the longest time, I just used a headphone with a, with a mic thing on it, you know? So if you're going to be doing a podcast, what kind of, a, what kind of a mic do you need? Um, you don't, you can just use your phone. If, especially if you use anchor, Spotify owns it now, but anchor is a really, really good service yep. that helps get it to the places that you need. And it's pretty painless. You can just use your phone, try and do it in a place that doesn't have a lot of bouncing. Um, but like. If your goal is not to be the next NPR podcast or the next rise and fall of Mars Hill, if your goal <laughs> is to like get 30 to 50 people or a hundred people to listen, then they actually just care to hear from you. Not, they don't care what your equipment is. Yeah. So there's that. Um, with our podcast, I do record a Zoom call and then I take it quickly into Audacity and do something called noise reduction and compression. But that's like, it takes less than five minutes to do it. And it means that Jeremy can just use whatever his headphones are. I can use my headphones or I can even use the webcam microphone. Mm -hmm. um, and the audio, especially once you've done a noise reduction, which basically just takes all the extra noise out of it, then you have a listenable podcast that if your goal is modest, like let's get 100 to 300 people listening to this, then they don't care. Did you have a mic or not? Listen, I think that's a really important thing in what you just said here. Again, we, we already talked about it for a quick second, but again, your, your podcast doesn't have to reach the whole world. You don't have to be the next Joe Rogan or, you know, or, or big person doing podcasts. You don't have to make hundreds of millions of dollars doing this. You can simply just do it to reach a specific audience. And again, we're going to get into this when we talk about churches and what churches can be doing. Uh, but that's really important. Again, for the longest time, I didn't have a mic. I bought a mic and my mic was probably about $40 that I got off of Amazon. It's a, it's a quality one, but it's not the most expensive one. Um, and so you don't need to do that. And then you can get a service like Anchor. And I would strongly recommend that. I actually just switched my podcast over to Anchor um, as my host. And you don't pay anything. It's completely free. And it's really easy to put together. Um, where, what do you put, do you put your um, podcast actually together in anchor or do you use another program? Uh, I do now. I do now we, uh, I have done it in Adobe before okay. I put a previous, uh, it was actually a sermon podcast where we would take the audio up from our sermon bumper and put that, uh, put an intro in and uh, finish, but you can do that in anchor. You don't have like anchor is good enough. Yep. Uh, and Anchor is just super easy. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and you hit on Audacity. Um, wait, is it th that's what it's called, right? Yeah. I know what you're talking about because I've used it before, but I never knew how to say it actually. Um, is that a free program? Yeah, it's a free program and it's a pretty much, it's pretty professional level pro yeah. program, but it's a free program. You can watch a couple tutorials and learn how to do it. It's just, it's not really that hard. But again, you don't have to do that. I just know how. And I was like, ah, I'm just wanting some of the, the, the echo in the rooms from our recording to be out of it. So let me just take literally less than five minutes and do that in there. Yeah. Um, yeah and see what I do on my podcast is I actually take this video. I take the audio from the video 
and use GarageBand uh, for the audio part of this. And I'm very familiar with GarageBand, but if you're not, it doesn't take long for you to figure out GarageBand and how to use it. I mean, I didn't know it before I started, but now I've been doing podcasting for a number of years. So I'm very comfortable with it, but you could even take it and film a whole bunch of video segments, put it in iMovie, take the video from it, or you can take the audio from it and it works just the same. So there's lots of really simple things to do. And again, I'm highlighting this because I want people to understand that it's not rocket science to do a podcast. You don't need all this training. You don't need all this background. Joe and I did not go to school to learn how to do podcasting. Um, and so and we're, we're ministers at heart. And so we, we've just learned to pick up this stuff. And Joe is very technically sound. We've talked about a number of different things that Joe, Joe does and that is awesome. You can actually check out our old podcast. We've done a number of podcasts that Joe, I've been blown away by Joe and his uh, tech savviness. Um, and so uh, he's not just a really good farmer. He's actually a really good tech guy too. So, um, okay. So let's get into this. Okay. So I love how you're doing this, this podcast and you're doing it for your local community uh, and you're giving them behind the scenes, look at things. What are some other things that churches can do? Because we all know the number one thing that churches do uh, for podcasts. Their, their podcasts, likely if they're podcasting at all, churches are using their sermon, correct? Yeah, and you should do that. And you should make it super easy because visitors will want to hear a recent sermon. Yep. And so I picked up some stuff from Brady Shearer, some stuff from Carrie Newhoff, but a lot of churches don't do a podcast or they don't do it very well. And then they don't, they don't just basically display it in an easy way that makes people want to binge their sermons. Mm -hmm. Most of the time you look and you go, I have no idea what that title means. And I don't care to ever listen to that. Yes. Uh, uh, let's hit on this for a quick second. I think we get too creative with our titles and, yeah. I think, and people are like, what, what is this title? I don't even know what it is. So Brady Shearer talks about this and I, our church does this and I am incredibly proud of it. Um, we, we have a secretary who's in her seventies who edits our audio. Cause I taught her how to use audacity. She does a great job. He's in and, her seventies and you, oh yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah she, she's awesome. She, she can use DaVinci resolve and, um, really that's nice. She can use DaVinci resolve and audacity and sync up stuff. She can do stuff that I can't do now. And that's taken place in the last four months. Cause she's just like, Hey, I like a challenge. I want to learn something. Yeah. So, uh, she's gone far beyond me on some of those things, but, um, but by displaying in the podcast the series name first, then putting in a colon, and then putting in um, the sermon name, the most important part is the sermon type, or I'm sorry, the sermon series, not the sermon name. And then Brady Shiro talks about using some question as that title. It doesn't even matter what it is so much as, hey, this is the series. Here is a question that the sermon answers. And then the, then the description of the podcast, you should do it on YouTube videos as well, means that somebody can look and go, oh, here's the text, here's the preacher, here's the topic, here's the series name, and here's the church website. And when you do that, then people will actually binge series because it's like right now we're going through Exodus 1 through 20 and it's called I Will Fight For You. I don't even care what the title is. I write one every week, but if we, if we lose that piece of paper, we can just make one up because the series name is so important because then people can go, oh, I'm going to listen to this whole series. Um, well, it's the Netflix effect. So Brady Shearer is the one who introduced me to that. And it's incredibly effective. And people do, they, they'll listen to the whole series, not just which one has a catchy title. Yeah. And again, the catchy title is only catchy for us as 
ministers. Again, a lot of people don't even know what they're doing. I will say this. We, we do a lot of YouTube videos and, it, and I think our creative team gets a little bit too creative with their titles of what they call it. I actually have to go in there and change the titles because I'm trying to think outside. Like if I'm an outsider, if I don't go to your church, if I don't know anything about Jesus, I look at this title and one of them had like flea market as the title. And I'm like, what, what does that even mean? That doesn't even answer the, like, that doesn't even really talk about what we're talking about on this video. And so it's really important that your title is something that's going to catch their attention and really inform people what is being talked about. Yeah, I, I think just making things as easy for people uh, as possible is really the goal. Like, don't make them guess at what you're talking about. Don't be cute. Just, hey, this is what's going on. Whether it's with a sermon, that's with the sermon podcast in particular, but anything that you do, make it obvious. This is what we're doing. And this is why this would be valuable to you. Yep. So. So we just so we just talked about the the sermon that that's an easy win for someone to if you're not doing it right now it's an easy win for you to start doing that but then let's talk about some other op opportunities you you're doing this one that you're doing for your community what are some other ones that uh, that you've seen that have been really effective for churches to be doing uh, for for podcasting uh, so I'm really glad to see people branching out and doing podcasts on other in other scenarios and other topics because for a long time the only podcasts were an interview podcast about somebody's new book and that's it that's all you ever did is a podcast about somebody's new book yeah. and so like this podcast which is let's be action items to be you know tips for people jeff's podcast was geared towards like digital and online pastors before COVID hit, he basically cornered the market because he was the only guy speaking to there. And so people are in churches as well are starting to have a podcast on, it might be a season on spiritual disciplines or something that's going on in the church or something like that. And so those are a few ideas that I've seen. Uh, there's more ideas that I've come up with more than I can do that I'd love to see. But those are ones that I'm thankful people are being creative and thinking outside the box for their yeah. ministries. Yeah, I think, you know, when COVID hit for us, we, we really, again, and everything shut down, we really looked at it. It's like, okay, so what are the opportunities here for us? And so what we started doing initially was we're going to do some video devotionals. And so our senior pastor and some other people on staff started just doing some devotionals. And we, we ranged them from 10 minutes long to about 30 minutes long. Mine were more on the side of the 10 minute long ones, but we had other ones doing them really long. And again, those were good and we still actually do them. But those were good when um, people were at home and they were stuck at home and they were watching videos and whatnot. What we started seeing as the economy was starting to open back up again last summer was that those viewers were going down. So we thought, okay, so what do we need to do? We still believe that doing devotionals and giving encouragement to people was really necessary. Um, and so we took those videos and took the audio from it and started doing podcasts from it. And we've seen a huge spike in our podcast because now our podcasts are more than just um, the, the sermon. They are daily encouragement that people can get. And we're trying to answer questions that, that people are asking. So I think that's a really important one that we've seen and we've utilized podcasting for. Awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I've had some discussions. I love the, uh, the question one because as a pastor, you know, people ask questions and um, like 
It could be a child saying, a boy asked me, he said, if God could, can do anything, why doesn't he end sin? And I went, and so like on both the level of like talking to him, but going, if he has this question, somebody else does too. Yes. Let me just write that down. You know, like the other night uh, after someone's death, somebody asked me a question about the relationship of like people between heaven and hell. And what does the Bible say about not actually between heaven and hell? It's actually heaven and earth. And so he's like, what does the Bible say about this? And I went, you know what? If he has that question, somebody else probably has that question. Let me write that down. So I don't have a podcast around that, but I think it's a great fit for the staff to be like, let's just keep track of a, any questions that people ask us. And then let's have a discussion talking about them. Yeah. Because, you know, if an atheist asks a question of somebody in our church and they're left going, how do I, how do I answer that? And they ask you, then more than likely somebody else in the church has an atheist friend who asks them the question. Yeah. No, I, so, I agree. And, and you can you can really change it up a lot, too, because, again, as the seasons of the year change, you can ask, like, I took a time where I answered questions about Easter or Christmas. And so I took those themes and I said, OK, what are the questions people are asking during Christmas time? And so you can really come up with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, questions and that you can answer. So, well, let me ask you this question. Um, so someone might say as they're listening to this talk, they're like, this is great. This sounds like a good idea, but I'm just Joe Schmo. I'm just someone random. No one's going to listen to me. Why should I start a podcast? What kind of encouragement would you give them about starting a podcast? Um, well, first of all, if you're, uh, you have somebody that will pay attention to what you have to say, yep. whether you pastor a church of 30 people or you pastor a church of 3000 people, somebody right now is listening to you. Mm -hmm. And so rather than being like, man, how do I, how do I become a televangelist? Like God wants to use me with certain people in my circle of influence. And so having a podcast about, I mean, for my wife and I, it's about our garden. I mean, it wasn't a huge podcast, but there would be between 30 and 50 people every week that would want to hear about our garden and what we're learning and what we failed at. And like, then they would like tell us about their gardens and what they're learning and what they're growing and they'd be far beyond us. Mm -hmm. And so in, on some level, you're just saying, Hey, you know what? I have some, I have something in my life that somebody might connect with and love and enjoy. And that digitally people can connect with people who aren't just physically near them. It could be a friend from high school in a different state, or it could be um, somebody who just has your specific love of a certain thing. And you make a podcast for them. I and mean, that was Jeff Reed's thing with the church digital is he connected with people who had no resources for them. Yep. Digital pastors were blazing a trail and they had nobody else that they knew that was like them. And so Jeff became kind of the centerpiece for people who were trying to figure out what do we do? Yep. And so like digital allows you to reach people where they're at, at the time that they want to be reached and when they're interested. And so going, you know what, it's not the size of my audience that's important. It's the fact that I do have something to say. And I think do documenting is way better than creating. Honestly, nobody wants to hear you create a podcast on the latest news of the day, but they might care about to hear you say something that you're passionate about and some hobby that you have or some, something that you're doing uh, in your church they might actually want to hear that. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I was hoping you'd kind of answer it that way too, because I, I can just tell you about my dad. 
who lives in a small town in Pennsylvania, and he swears by his pastor, his pastor. And again, he goes to a church of under 100 people. But anytime his pastor sends an email out or, or a, does a Zoom call, my dad's the first in line to get that, you know, and, and be sign up for that Zoom call because he wants to hear from that pastor. So whether you have a small audience or a big audience, it does not matter. It's that people love to hear from you. And so they're going to listen to what you have to say. Uh, and it's just taking that extra step of saying, okay, I'm going to put this in a pod podcast for format. Because again, I think podcasts, even though there's tons and tons of podcasts out there, they're still so popular. And again, people want to hear from people they know and people they trust. And that, mm. that's you. As their yeah. pastor, as their minister, that's that's you. Yeah, that I would say that that's definitely it. Just because there are big famous podcasts and lots of people download the ones from Gimlet Media or from NPR or from Christianity Today or something like that. Just because people somewhere somewhere do that doesn't mean that the people in your circle of influence do. I mean, and that's part of my podcast with Jeremy. We're betting on the fact that only 7% of the people in our circle of influence are meaningfully like involved in a church and being discipled, which means 93% of the people in our circle of influence uh, don't, do not attend a church, are not, have not heard the gospel, um, they are not being discipled, and so being like, well, the, everybody's made their own choices, there's big church podcasts already. Well, a lot of the people around here aren't going to go and listen to a famous preacher from another state. They're not going to go listen to a pastor who is incredibly gifted at a church of a thousand people over in Indiana or down in Alabama. They don't care about that. But if their friend around here says, like, let, I'm going to introduce you to this church and this pastor and what they have to say that's kind of relevant to what you're wrestling with and what you're thinking through, then they might actually, they don't care about the size of the audience. They're just like, hey, I might run into this guy at Walmart. You know, I'm, you know, I might get, see this guy at, at the library. Mm -hmm. yep. So yeah, dude, that, that's awesome. Well, this has been awesome. This has been very encouraging. Kind of as we wrap up, though, what, what kind of final thoughts or comments would you share with us uh, about podcasting and what churches and ministries can be doing with this? Yeah, a, a large part of my thinking on podcasts comes from Gary Vaynerchuk. So I want to make it clear. I'm not the original one to say, hey, document, don't create. That was that was Gary B. That was him. Um, but I think that the, the landscape for podcasts is wide open, that just it really has not been tapped. It is kind of like, um, it is, the, I think that there's a huge future for podcasting, especially for smaller niche podcasts. We're starting to see the rise of Mars Hill is showing that you could have a non-traditional podcast geared towards pastors and church leaders that doesn't look like five tips and here's the latest book that you should read. Like there's a whole nother thing that could be going on with that. And so I actually think it just makes sense to get on the bandwagon of learning how to podcast before you have to, yep. while it's still helpful, while it's still relevant. In my case, I'm whatever, I hope that we can raise up leaders for our area, that we can reach outsiders who wouldn't walk in the doors of a church because they're afraid of pastors. Uh, they're afraid to, is the church for me? And so I want to tear those walls down for our area. But there are there's a whole landscape of podcasts, leadership podcasts that just haven't been done. Mm -hmm. There are um, all sorts of stuff that I think there's a wide open opportunity for. And so just do an experiment and try something to start with. So you actually understand the medium. Then when a good idea comes, you're like, OK, cool. I've been doing this for a while. Yep. 
No, I, I agree completely. Um, and just to go back to the anchor thing, you know, again, anchor takes care of a lot of the distribution and whatnot for it. So you don't have to really worry about, oh, how do I get this on iTunes or how do I get this on Google Play or, or, or Spotify? They take care of a lot of that stuff for you. It's really kind of simple that way. So I, I would, again, really encourage you to do it. Joe, give me your podcast, the w- one that you do um, with Jeremy. W- what's that podcast title name? It's called TLDR Preaching Edition. Too long, didn't read Preaching Edition. I, I'd been sitting on that for a while. I was like, I don't listen to sermons. I'm, I just don't. Like, there are preachers that I love. I just don't take the time to do that. And I'm like, I wonder if somebody would go, hey, I'd take a short little snippet. So we call it Too Long, Didn't Read, Preaching Edition. Dude, that's awesome. I'm going to include that link in the in the show notes so people can check it out. And just as an example, again, of what they can be doing uh, and how they can be doing it. How can people can can connect with you? Uh, are you still blogging? Uh, at, you know, uh, off and on. I it's more like I have blogs in my head that I haven't done anything <laughs> with, and um, the the transition here was a little wild. Lots of things going on, so I haven't really written a whole lot. But you can still go to Joseph F. Radosevich, uh, dot com, and that's that's kind of the hub for anything that I end up doing, any writing that I do. So. Right. That is awesome. I will send people there as well. Joe, you're an awesome resource. I love talking with you and having these conversations. So uh, thanks for being on the podcast with me. Yeah, well, I love Sidekick. Well, it was YM Sidekick. Now it's just going to be Sidekick. I love the Church Digital because I've gotten a lot from it. And it's helped us um, make sure that people who wouldn't hear the gospel otherwise get a chance to hear the gospel. And that's what this is about. Yeah. Well, it is awesome. And I appreciate it. Again, it's been great hanging with you over the years. So this is uh, awesome. So thanks, Joe. And until next time, have a great one, man. All right. Thanks, Tom, for having me. All right. It's always great to talk with Joe. I love uh, having him on the podcast. And I love how he's using his podcast to minister to his local community. He's not thinking worldwide vision and how can I get my name out there? How can I get my brand out there? He's talking about how he can serve his local community. And I love what he's doing there. And I love the, the discussion we had about how churches can target their local community and serve that community through podcasting. So my question for you is what stood out from you from that interview? What did Joe say or what did I say that really challenged you? Or what questions do you have it from it? If you've got questions, if you've got thoughts, I would love for us to carry this conversation on. You can either post it in the comment section or hit me up on Twitter at ta pounder that's my twitter handle i live there i love to talk with people on there so if you've got questions or thoughts about this podcast go on twitter and share that i would love to have this conversation with you a little bit more all right heroes well that wraps it up for this episode of the church digital sidekick podcast thanks so much for uh, being with me today as always if you love this content you can go and subscribe to it from itunes spotify or you can go to the church.digital and subscribe to it as well. There we've got lots of other content and lots of other thoughts and ebooks on there about what you can be doing in this digital age to encourage and inspire people in your community. So go to the church.digital today. All right, here is why I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week. And until next time, have a great one.